We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about, you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on his time, current events, movies, TV, film, UFC, sports, NFL, of course, this time of year. Everything is no holes barred radio on his time radio. So that's what we talk about. We're about to- at Metro. You get everything you need to rule your school year right now. Get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime is a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. Have a good show. We've got a special guest on the show, Shannon Knapp, the owner of Invicta Fighting Championships. One of TJ, my co-host, working associates. And TJ, I know you work with Shannon. I know you're here with me today. Did you have a nice Christmas? Was it all great with your family? It was a great Christmas. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I get nervous. I get nervous when uh, we do shows like this. I mean, you're my boss. Shannon's my boss. My wife's probably listening to this. She's my boss. I'm just getting bossed around over here, Buff. It scares me. Well, are you a good employee? Are you a good husband? Uh, I try to be. I try to be. I mean, my wife got me some really great gifts for Christmas, so I must be doing something right. Very cool. I was Lululemoned out. I got a lot of Lululemon. Got a lot of my traveling clothes together. Got a lot of nice gifts. But with the kids living here at the house with me and Kristen while their home is being remodeled, I had one of the best Christmases I've ever had, watching it through the eyes of Rupert especially. When we cordoned ourselves off in my room on Christmas Eve, and at 12 o'clock, the order was, cannot leave my bedroom. They, they stayed... They slept, they camped out of my room. No matter what noise we heard at Santa Claus, we could not leave the room. And then at 7.30, 
Rupert woke me up, time to go down, and it was just an incredible Christmas. Had the family over, had a chef cook us a really nice meal. Um, very nice Buffer family Christmas. I, I, I loved it. I had a great time. One of the nicest ones I've had in a while. That's and great. I wish that for everybody out there. Thank you, TJ. Thank you. I'm so, I'm, so ha- I'm so happy Santa got the note to come to your house rather than Henry and Rupert's house. Oh, he knew. Rupert took care of all that. Okay, that's good. He, yeah, Rupert, Rupert put it out there. He even left a note telling Santa where to put the presents. When I woke up and saw this, it was the cutest thing. in the world. Dear Santa, please place the presents. I mean, he gave him directions on where to put the presents. Wow. Beside the, beside the milk and cookies he left for him See, the night before. what I hear, I hear, that's CEO type of behavior. You know oh, I mean? he's got it. He's a pistol. Let me tell you, he is a pistol. He's got about to be 10. Henry's about to be 13. Um, it's great watching these young men grow up. So anyway, I hope everybody had a nice Christmas with your family, with your loved ones. All the recordings and the videos that have been ordered at BruceBuffer.com were finished and fulfilled and sent out. I'm happy that you all enjoyed them. We're going into the new year. I'm going to keep the $99 special running at BruceBuffer.com for championship intros. Because I think it's just fair for the fans. Um, they're really enjoying them. So send your orders in. I'll get them done. Other than that, let's bring on our guest, Shannon Knapp. Shannon, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Just to give a little background, because we have listeners, you know, internationally, and I know that Invicta Fighting Championships is known, you know, all over the world. But just to give them a little input here, uh, Shannon Knapp is the uh, basically you're the owner of the Invicta Fighting Championships, which is known as Invicta FC. Um, it's a mixed martial arts promotion for female fighters only based in the States. Now you founded this back in 2012. And if I remember correctly, cause I was reading up on this in the past when, um, basically you female fighters were calling you cause you've been involved in a number of different organizations. You've worked for King of the cage, WFA, international fight league, affliction and strike force. UFC. Everyone. Yeah. She, she's and worked for UFC. everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when one came to an end, the, what I heard or what I read was that female fighters were calling you, and you basically that's what gave you the idea to do the female-only promotion. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I think any job you do, you get a little worn out when things continually change and stuff like that. And that was pretty much where I was at. You know, every company was getting bought out or going under, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and, I, and I'd worked, I thought, you know, and done my best to help on the male side. So I was a little burnt out. So when uh, Zeus bought... Uh, strike force. That's when all the panic set in with the female athletes and I started getting the calls. You know, and that was the first time I really ever stopped and took a look at the, you know, the landscape for female athletes in the sport. And, you know, I quickly realized that they needed help. So that kind of ignited the fires again and the passion. So that's really how it got, you know, to the point where I decided to build Invicta. Right, which you're doing a great job on, you know, doing. There's no question. TJ is your commentator. You got so many things going with that promotion. Um, now, I read also too that you are a, have a, like a strategic partnership with a Japanese MMA promotion called Jewels, which is a great name for a female MMA promotion, if that's what it is. Is that still true? Is that still happening? Yeah, we still do some work with them. We have uh, been working with Pancrase as well. I'll work with anybody as long as it's good promotion and provides right. opportunity and they treat the athletes well. You know, I'm open to, you know, working with different promotions across the board. And, you know, I want the best for the athletes. Well, we've seen a number of fighters, you know, uh, who are champions or make great showings in Invicta and then they come over to the UFC. How does that work as far as your association with UFC? I know you're on UFC Fight Pass. Would you, and tell me if this if terminology or phraseology that I'm putting it is proper, would you consider as as fine a promotion as Invicta is and all that it does for the female fighters, 
is it a proving ground for female fighters to enter into the UFC? Um, how do you, how do you judge that? I mean, when they come to you, do you do just, uh, is it a cooperation? Is it like, no, I'm loaning my fighter out to you? Or do they suddenly become UFC fighters who never again can fight an Invicta? No, you know, I, I mean, I've always had a really good working relationship with the UFC. And, you know, the big deal is, is that I guess it is this a proving ground, I, I suppose. But I think it's a proving ground no matter what division you're in. And the UFC doesn't have them all. So, um, you know, it just comes down to, for me personally, what it's about for me is that, you know, I can't compete with the UFC. I can't pay, you know, the persons and do the things that they can. And I'm always open to, you know, letting an athlete, you know, achieve the dream. And that is the dream. I don't care where I've worked, no matter where it was or how much money the company had or what, you know, the persons they were paying. The dream for most athletes is always to get into the UFC. So, you know, I think it's a great thing that I can help facilitate that and help them, you know, build the experience and the confidence so that when they step over there, they're ready to go. You know, right now, I think three of your champions in the UFC come from Invicta. Right, right. And, of course, we had the big fight this weekend with Cyborg and Holly Holm. Uh, Holly coming off, you know, some 16, 17 years of defending championships in boxing and kickboxing. Uh, Cyborg being the monster we all know her to be. Uh, <laughs> Cyborg being a fighter that has fought in Invicta as a champion. And, uh, Shannon... They're not fighting an Invicta. You're free to say whatever you want to say. How do you see this fight? You know both fighters. How do you see this fight coming out on Saturday? Yikes. <laughs> I always get, feel bad when I get put in this, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. But, I mean, on paper, I mean, you definitely look at it and you look at, you know, the things that Chris has accomplished. You know, it looks favorable in that direction. Not taking anything away from Holly because I think Holly is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. And I think that, this is a matchup that I think really is a great matchup across the board. So, I mean, you know, Chris comes from Invicta, so I kind of lean that direction regardless, but I also have faith in her. You know, I think that she definitely is one of the most talented athletes I've ever worked with. But I think Holly, you know, has the skill set to upset that if, you know, things go in Holly's favor that night. Well, we had Holly on the show a couple of weeks ago. She's extremely calm, extremely confident which she always is, and um, I think the advantage that Holly has over Cyborg is the fact that Holly punches straight down the pipe, you know, and if she can use her length and punch straight down the pipe, because Cyborg has a tendency to loop and, and you know, uh, throw roundhouse-type punches, that's going to mm-hmm. be a big advantage for Holly, and we'll see. But then again, has Cyborg ever been tagged by anybody strong enough to say, oh, wow, I'm rocked? I don't think Cyborg has ever been rocked. Um, Holly did wonderful against Ronda Rousey. If she beats Dana, Dana White, I was about to say, excuse me, if she beats <laughs> Cyborg on Saturday, not Dana, if she beats Cyborg on Saturday, quite an accomplishment. I mean, it is pretty much yeah, an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, a lot of people look at Cyborg and, and they still think invincible. And, you know, you can't help but think that when you look at her. But I heard, it, I heard an entertaining thought today, which was interesting for Cyborg. She's like, has a dream to be on Dancing with the Stars. You know what? Oh, she wow. Probably, She'd probably do a great job. Probably do a great yeah, job. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard that yet, so that's pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was reading yeah. it this morning. It was, I think TMZ got her. You know, TMZ's always got something coming out saying something. I want to be on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> for, sure. for years now, so nobody's, you know, the, I almost got there a couple times. Um, You're kidding. Are you Are you that, you really, are, for real? You're not joking? That's something no, no, you love no. to do? I've talked to the casting director there for probably, and I had my agent talk to him. It was very heavy talks about four years ago, and then I blew my ACL recently last year, so I kind of calmed oh. it down. But honestly, if they call... Well, I'd vote for you. I'd uh, vote for you all day long. 
<laughs> if they call now, even though I'm missing an ACL on my left leg, trust me, I'll brace that sucker up. I'll get out there. I would still do it. I'll bust it up again just for a shot at the title. No question. But, yeah, no worries. Yeah, we have, we'll have to lobby for that. I had no idea that you were a dancer. <laughs> uh, I've been a good dancer most of my life, but again, we'll see how we'll see if I ever get that shot. Who knows? It's a dream, just like Cyborg so. has her. Yeah. Dream. So now with USC well, two. Oh, thank you, Shannon. I appreciate that. USC 219 is going to culminate. It was a very exciting year for the UFC. Um, you know, people always talk about fight of the year. They talk about fighter of the year. I'm just going to throw this out. Fighter of the year to me, um, I think, is Max Holloway. I have to go with Max, Max as far as what he's accomplished this year, uh, getting at the top. Fight of the year, TJ and I were talking earlier. I don't know how you uh, feel about that, but the Michael Johnson Gaethje fight was off the hook. Good. Awful. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I'd have to. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And, I, and I'll give it to Max for sure, too. I mean, he's made some great accomplishments this year. I mean, yeah. And he's a good guy. So Max, yeah. absolutely. I can't argue with either one of those choices. Well, there's another choice that a lot of people are putting in the top five, which is uh, Andrade, Jessica Andrade, when she fought Hill, you know, which is, of course, Invicta. No, that and was that, good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, they're giving that a lot of play. And Aldo Holloway, um, oh, Romero, yeah. and Whitaker. Romero and Whitaker, I think, was definitely one of the best fights of the year, I, considering Whit- Whitaker's performance. Yeah. Most definitely. Sometimes but, it's hard to choose, you know? It really is. You know, they very, give it all. You know, especially those bouts when, I mean, they are everything. They're leaving it all in there, you know? And, and the skill sets, you know, they're greatly matched. So sometimes it's really tough to pick, but... You Those know, are all good choices. They're all good choices, but everybody deserves their just credit for what they did, putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line on the octagon floor, much less the other MMA uh, arenas, you know, cages and otherwise. Anyway, with this being said, there's been a number of great shows at the UFC. We have a lot to look forward to. Um, before I let you go, with the plans for Invicta in 2018, you know, what is what is your main plan for Invicta? Do you have anything you can say is your goal in, in 2018? Is just to keep putting yeah, on Yeah, we've got a couple shows? things. Go ahead. Yeah, we got a couple things that we're working on for 2018. We're going to launch Invicta Boxing Championships. Oh. So that's going to, we're going to probably launch that just right after the first of the year. Wow. So that's a big thing we've been working on. Uh, we're also going to roll out some of the other platforms. We're going to do some Muay Thai kick slash kickboxing, kind of a hybrid that we're working on. That'll be all female as well as the submission type format that we're going to do so we've got a lot of things we're going to work on and uh we're going to up the ante on the shows this year we're going to do eight so we're just going to continue to work and build up the combat platform for women uh, you know I, I find that really interesting they're going into the boxing and you know the kickboxing aspects now when i think bellator does their combination of having mma in one night along with kickboxing uh they drop that cage down after they have the ring for the kickboxers are you going to have mma and boxing or kickboxing on the same evening or separate show? Are you going to combine them? They're going to be separate shows. I mean, at some point, I'm not going to say that we couldn't do a hybrid and, you know, combine them or something like that. But, you know, definitely to start out, you know, we're definitely going to have different, there'll be different nights, different shows. Very cool. That's exciting, Shannon. That's the way to keep yeah, thinking. Yeah, no. Yeah, you got to well, change you know, it up. You know, the goal is, that is it, is, you know, just to, to continue to build up platforms where women can compete, get the experience, and, you know, foster the sport along for women. That's what it's about. By the way, Bruce, why have you ne- you never thought about mixing it up in the sport, uh, competing? Or you mean wait, you mean as far as uh, fighting? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was oh, never I, a time that you ever thought about it or you, oh, you were active? Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, back in um, in like the late 80s, the early 90s, that's when I was kickboxing a lot. I even sparred Hoist Gracie in 1991 uh, alone in a in I kind of remember the kickboxing. Yeah, the so. kickboxing is my thing. I talked to K1. Um, it's funny. I was talking to Tyron Woodley this morning about that. I happened to see him when, when I was training. And uh, it was about, I would say, probably 16, 17 years ago, Scott Coker and I were talking about the fact that maybe I would come in and do a K1 fight. Because I'm an old-time kickboxer. I mean, that's what, pretty much what I excel yeah. at, aside from my standard, uh, the black belts I hold in traditional martial arts. But um, I did seriously think about it, yes, but it just didn't come to fruition. I always wanted to have one pro fight. Um, and when that occurred back when I was 32... Uh, I was training for it, and I was concussed pretty bad. And the doctor oh, was, a, was a, he was aware it was my second or third concussion, and I was immediately ordered to stop. Don't even go there. Just I've been doing it too long, gotcha. too much. And he said, Bruce, you're not making the money. You're making your money doing your your businesses. He goes, Can I give you a bit of advice? Stop. In ten years, you're gonna have a real problem if you keep up the pace or keep it up. So yeah, that was pretty yeah. much the end of it I for agree. me back then. Yeah, but it would have been I nice to have one. That was a- yeah, I, that was a question I always had for you. I was, was curious about that because you're involved in the sport. I mean, since I can remember back, so I was just always curious. And I knew you have a you know that competitive side and the history and the kickboxing. I, so I was always just curious why you never kind of stepped over and gave it a whirl. I don't know, TJ. I think uh, Shannon's thinking about a headliner or maybe a a uh, <laughs> nice little celebrity pro event for one of the Aiden Victor shows. Wouldn't that be year. cool? <laughs> you know, celebrity event for uh, charity. We do something like that. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Not, not bad. Get my face bust open for charity. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Let's blow the other ACL. Got it. <laughs> Just for a good cause. It's all for a good cause. If, if Shannon, if it's for a good cause, give me a call and maybe I'll be in. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. I'll Perfect. keep that in mind. All right, Shannon. I appreciate it. Listen, I want to wish you the best of success in 2018 and health and prosperity. Thank you. And all the- all the good things I could possibly wish you. I want to thank you for being a pioneer in our great sport uh, and doing all that you've done, especially for the female fighters and everything else you've accomplished. So kudos to you, and I just wish you all thank the best. Thank you, Bruce. Absolutely. Same to you. Same to you. Hey, thank hey, you. Thank hey, you for having me on and supporting us. We hey, appreciate it. Hey, my hey, pleasure. I'll support you all the time. Anytime you need my help for anything, you let me know as long as it doesn't interfere with my contract with the UFC. If so she, it's all good. There you go. All right. If, if <laughs> well, she, thank you. I appreciate that. Real quick before Shannon goes, uh, January 13th, Kansas City, Missouri, Invicta FC 27. Uh, Sarah Kaufman returns to Invicta to take on Panny Kianzad. You can watch it live on UFC Fight Pass. It's a really good card. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. You won't want to miss it. That's the way. That's the way to promote Shannon. Tell him about it. That it is. That's go. it. It's going to be a good one. I, okay. I promise. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Love thank it. you so much for the time. All right. Take care, guys. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year, Shannon. Big cheers to you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. I love when you have those kind of interviews, Bruce, because I just get to sit back and and listen. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. I have no problem with that because Shannon makes it easy. I mean, let's face it. This. This woman works hard, and she provides a lot of avenues for the female up-and-coming you know, MMA fighters. And I used to say, I was always worried, was there a deep enough bench when female MMA was created in the UFC? And the bottom line is, it's due to people like Shannon, that allows us to have the bench as deep as it is. Yeah, I mean, dare, I, dare I say it, without Shannon Knapp, I don't know if the UFC would have been able to grow uh, the divisions like they have. I mean, to, to have... 
uh, as many you know women's divisions as, as you guys have now four there are four women's divisions inside the ufc yeah. think about that you know when i first started watching mixed martial arts there were only four or five divisions in the ufc period now we have four women's divisions and, and that's a really big deal so um yeah with that without shannon knapp and invicta fighting championships uh you know we probably still only have you know maybe one or two absolutely yeah so kudos to her and every, like I said, everybody's a pioneer. We're all trying to do what we do. You are too. I consider myself too being in this business for 22 years come February. So all good. Now, speaking of future, uh, as reported today that Dana White's meeting with Floyd Mayweather's camp today about a possible UFC fight, Octagon fight in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read about this and you wonder people trying to stay relevant or anything else. All I can go back on is the fact that a year ago, Eight months ago, we were all questioning would there be a Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight, and it happened. So anything can happen. I can't rule it out. But I, you know, I, I don't want to predict as much as say an observation with Floyd not having any kind of training unless he trains with the sprawl and does what he needs to do to survive. I, I just don't see a fight with Floyd Mayweather in the octagon under MMA rules going very far. But it all depends on the opponent they choose. I do. Well, I know. Who Tell they- me. Have we not talked about this yet? I thought we talked about this. Maybe we, we touched. We touched on it, and you said about changing the rules, and I said no, no not changing. No, the not rules. needed. I, I I figured out the proper opponent for Floyd. Go. C M Punk. It's funny you say that because that's what I was thinking too. It's funny you say that. I said it on Twitter last week. I didn't. I didn't see the Twitter post you made, but is it true? Is the scuttlebutt true that they're going to give C- – I mean, I see him Puck, I think he had a two-fight deal or three-fight deal. Is it true they're going to let him come back and fight after that showing against, uh, you know, that he had before? D- does the UFC like to make money? Yes. Does Floyd Mayweather make money? Absolutely. Does CM Punk make money? Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Mo- money talks, people walk. I got it. It's a saying I said when they were talking to me about uh, Manny Pacquiao wanting to fight Conor last week or – on TMZ that got a lot of legs around the world on that one. But I, I think I mentioned to you that, you know, people in his camp are calling me and I'm like, don't call me. I'm not the one to call, call the people you have to call. So who knows? You know what it is? The whole boxing thing. You already know this, the whole boxing thing with Connor and Floyd, it just opened up a whole nother Avenue. It, it actually made boxing even more relevant. I think in a lot of people that are MMA fans eyes to start paying attention to it. And now the UFC is thinking about doing boxing fights. Boxers. I've said it before. You get a top-notch boxer. I'm not talking about James Tony. Okay, that was a bit of a farce in the way it panned out. Um, sorry I said that word, but it's true. Um, you get a fighter in there that can really show his own and hold their meat in the octagon. Uh, the bottom line is, is that it could be very exciting, drawing a lot of eyeballs from the boxing fans to us, as boxing drew a lot of MMA eyeballs to boxing the night that Conor Floyd, uh, fought Floyd. So it's all good stuff, and I have no problem if any of it's made. I have no problem. I don't want to hear about... Oh, he's not a mixed martial arts fighter. Oh, he's not this. You know what? The UFC started on the fact about styles, fighting styles, who has the best style. And then it became mixed martial arts. It was, it was a blood sport back in the early days. Then it became mixed martial arts. You had the guy walk in with the one boxing glove against Hoist. It's far beyond that now. There are boxers that can survive in the octagon, if not win, depending on how they train for the three months or two months previous to the time they walk into the cage. Do you agree or disagree? Or do you think it's just totally boxers will always lose? Um, I mean, I, I think if you're a straight boxer, you're always going to lose. But I don't really still know what CM Punk is. What is CM Punk? 
All right, we don't know anything about him, so I think it's a fair matchup. That's that's why I think those two should fight. Um, if you come in and you plan on having a long mixed martial arts career, being a straight boxer, it's not going to happen. Um, you need to be a well-rounded mixed martial artist. I don't know if CM Punk is a well-rounded mixed martial artist. Uh, I, I would love to see that fight. That's the only fight I want to see. It's the only fight that makes sense because uh, it'll make a, a crap ton of money, and uh, that's that, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, CM Punk is a wrestler turned MMA fighter. No, 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 and- no, no. I mean, yes, yes. But but don't confuse the wrestling word wrestler with wrestling. With yes, wrestling. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly yes, right. Exactly right. Entertainment wrestler turned MMA fighter. How's he's, that? He's a stuntman. Okay. Another way to put it, too. All right. We'll see what happens. Now, also this weekend, there's a lot of stuff going on in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, uh, because of the incident that happened uh, with the um, the mass killings that happened you know, recently in Las Vegas, they're adding snipers. I mean, there's going to be snipers on buildings all over Las Vegas this weekend because New Year's is one of the biggest weekends happening in Las Vegas. So they're really putting the extra security. I guess it's needed. Um, what can I say? You know, you better hope Stand- that they're all all sane, rational human beings. Yeah, that's a what? tremendous amount of pressure to be a sniper and, and making sure that people are safe. You know what I mean? Like like any any sort of wrong type of movement mixed with like a false report could make one of those guys make a a, a poor decision do you know what i mean like that's scary to me yes but but here's the thing you know brian my brother was a trained SWAT sniper military trained uh for years with the redondo beach police force and when the sniper's in position it's not that he's the one that's going to make that decision to pull that trigger somebody else makes that decision for him gives him the red light or the green light to pull that trigger it's not like they're going to see something and react. They have to report. The decision will be made quickly. So there's not just that one sniper's mind working. There's the uh, people above him, the people that are uh, watching over him, and the situation he's in. Plus the fact, too, snipers are a very rare breed. It's like even in a sniper rifle, like back in World War II when rifles were picked to be sniper rifles, maybe one out of a 1,000 rifles produced was actually used for that. In the same respect, people that go into being a sniper, not everybody is capable of being a sniper. These are very highly trained, unique individuals, patience level beyond belief as they have to be to do that job. They're very unique individuals. So I hope and, and would think with all the training they receive, we're okay. It's a matter of who says green light or whatever the term is, take them out. So let's just hope nothing happens. It's just peaceful. I can understand why they're doing this. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Now, another situation that is involving potential horror and was placed la- you know, mentioned last week, U.N. made sanctions against North Korea. And the only thing I'm going to say is that the leader of North Korea made a comment that this sanctions put in place to him and to his country is an act of war. This is getting closer and closer and more volatile. People, pay attention to the news. Watch this. Be aware of what's going on in the world. There's just so much going on, and it is scary. Well, this is hey, very scary. How about how about last week when SpaceX launched that rocket, and everyone saw it here on the West Coast? I saw Kristen post it on Facebook. I had some friends text me about it. Like I, I thought that they had launched something at us last week. I, I literally did for like a probably good 15, 20 minutes. I thought that uh, someone had launched a, a, a rocket or a missile at us. Yeah, I know. Well, that was the satellites, as you know. They were launching right. into space. But was, that was an amazing thing. I missed it. Chris came back and showed me that. I'm like, oh, how did I miss that? That's amazing. But pretty wild stuff. But that's where our minds are. That's where our minds think. 
Another thing is happening in the future. Are you familiar with this craze or the future currency, the electronic currency, whatever you per- the proper term is, Bitcoin? Are you familiar with the Bitcoin and yeah. all going on with that? Yeah, I've heard about Bitcoin for probably, I don't know, maybe maybe eight, eight or nine years now. Yeah, I've had, I have friends that have been involved with it for that long, and some have actually made millions. Right. Others have made hundreds of thousands. And uh, a lot of poker players are involved with Bitcoin, too, because they use it as they're playing online. Uh, a lot of people made a lot of money. It took a huge drop um, last week, lost a third of its value, came back. But there's other coins out there, too. I started doing some research on my own and talking to some professionals about it. The one that I like and that I'm investing in is called Litecoin. And the reason I like it, it's very simple, is that Bezos, the owner of Amazon, is putting a lot of his own money behind it, which means that possibly this could be a future currency used on Amazon. It's very low in price compared to where Bitcoin and I think the other Ethercoin, I forget the exact name of it, have gone. And there's a lot of potential upward mobility because I think this is, you know, a lot to do with the future and the way money will be spent. But as an investment, you have to be careful. Uh, Nobody knows where it's going to go. They're all thinking where it's going to go. But meanwhile, a lot of people are making a lot of money. So my advice to everybody is if you're looking into it, put a little bit of money into it when it goes up and you get your original investment back, take out the money that you put into it and let the rest ride. Because if it does go on the way that a Bitcoin went over the last eight years, give or take, there's a lot of money to be made in Litecoin. So that's my recommendation. Do some research, check into it. Don't put the mortgage money into it. Don't put the weekly food money into it. Put whatever spare funds you have and in the form of diversification, which is the key to investing. Be diversified. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, but take a look at it, folks, and do your research. So I'm going to keep up on this. I'll let you know in the next 6 to 12 months how Litecoin does and where it goes. It's something we definitely have to keep track of. For sure. If- uh, I mean, here's the thing about Bitcoin, and and I don't want to make people feel like it's it's shady or it's scuzzy, but the reason Bitcoin has taken off is because it is this e-commerce way to have a transaction, and you can have some transactions for some seedy things. You can do online gambling. And not that online gambling is necessarily quote-unquote seedy, but you know the, the legalities of it are you know questionable in per- certain parts of the world. Uh, also, on top of that, uh, there have been ways that people have been <clears throat> excuse me buying pharmaceuticals online using Bitcoin. Like this is sort of under the radar, maybe maybe a black market currency uh, to a certain extent, and, and that's why I think it has taken off as much as it has. Um, you know whether or not that you know sways you from not investing into it. Uh, that's up to you, but uh, you know, cryptocurrency, that's, that's going to be a thing for a while going forward. I think it's going to be a thing that's going to play a big role, not for a while, but for the future. But again, that's just my opinion. We'll see what happens. I'm still learning about it, like I said. All right, here we are. Harassment newbies, skeletons flying. Who will ever work in this town again? There's two to report that were pretty much out in the news. Um, Sylvester Stallone is hired a top legal gun to fire back at the person accusing him of rape uh, years ago. So he's using a very powerful attorney named Marty Singer. He's doing what other people, if you notice when people are being accused of the harassment issues, they're either resigning, they're either getting fired, or they're dealing with it until they resign or get fired. It's pretty much the way it's working. And I'm not laughing at this situation because it's not laughable. It's just that that's the way it is. In Stallone's case, he is firing back because he's receiving an accusation from a woman uh, who filed a police report. Anyway, excuse me. Singer is, fi- is, is basically taking over this forum for, for Stallone. 
and he's assisting him in filing a police report against the woman who claimed that he raped her back in 1990, again, 27 years ago. But she has a right to do that. And just so you know, you might ask me this, TJ, but there is a statute of limitations on sexual harassment in the country. And based in basically in 34 states, it ranges between three and 10 years that you can make those kind of allegations. But today, people are making the allegations for various reasons. And again, we get back to the same thing. If you did something, you're going to pay for it. But here he's fighting it. He's fighting back at it um, and doing what he can to do it. Another one, Miss America, the Miss America organization. The CEO of Miss America resigned. And the reason they resigned uh, just days because there were discovered some very disgusting and sexist email exchanges that were leaked. Uh, between him and his compadres up at the top, you know, the board of directors. So the, the eternal emails uh, were released by the Huffington Post. And when you read these things, I mean, they, they revealed a bunch of name-calling, slut and fat-shaming. Um, the one email referred to a former Miss USA as with the untword, um, multiple, you know, the, you know, the untword. Um, former Miss USA, Hallory Hagan, has said this type of behavior has been rampant. She's called for their resignation. Um, and, uh, that's what's happened. So there you go. Resigned. And what is Miss America? It's a beauty contest, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So I'm just reporting this. I'm not being opinionated on it. This is just a thing we do on the weekly show as these things come out. But again, men have no idea what it's like to be a woman who is objectified. So more power to the women coming out and, and, uh, truthfully, truthfully reporting what they're reporting. We'll leave it at that. Now, film and TV. Jumanji. I told you that I th- thought it would break the uh, box office record um, that Star Wars set. It did $104 million, which is about $20 million under what Star Wars did. But TJ, the boys and I and Kristen, we all went to see the movie last week. How is it? Uh, um, disappointed. Oh, no. I, I'm going to go I, see it this week. Well, go see it. You give me your opinion next week. I mean, The Rock, I love The Rock. He does a great job. All the actors, Kevin Hart, did a, you know, they all do the best they can. But I got the feeling the film was rushed to the theater. Well, I mean, so, it is a holiday release. You know, those things can be uh, rushed the, like that a lot. Well, I did see it with the boys, Henry and Rupert sitting. I'm sitting in the middle of both of them. They're giving me great looks when exciting things happen. I'm thinking they're really enjoying it. Then we walk out. Rupert gave it a nine, but he's nine. But he gave it a nine. Right. Henry gave it a six. Okay. Kristen and I gave it a six. It's not that it was bad. It just didn't hit the home run that I well, thought it could have hit. I mean, with yeah. their with that with that cast, you would think it would be out of this world. Yeah, because you know I'm a huge Rock and Kevin Hart fan, and and Jack Black. I always enjoy his work. So we'll see. See it. Let me know what you think about it. We'll talk about it after you see it. We'll do. Uh, feel good story to end the show with here. I always love when athletes who make tremendous amounts of money, much less CEOs or anybody, gift people that protect them or help them get to where they got with something for Christmas. I did this for my family one year when I had a big year and I gave all my family uh, members Rolexes. Well, John Wall, who plays for the Washington Wizards, okay, he supposedly signed a $207 million contract extension with the Wizards back in June. So, you know, he's got the money. And so it turns out that basically Santa Claus is real. He plays for the Washington Wizards. John Wall got into the holiday spirit by buying Rolexes for all, not just a few, all of his teammates on the Wizards. The watches retail for around 40000 each. There's 16 guys in the roster. He shelled out $640,000 worth of Utah Joy. Wow. 
I mean, you got the money, you got the money. But still, even if you got the money, the fact that you did that is a, is a sign of character. So I, 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 my kudos go out. The feel-good story goes out to John Wall for being Santa Claus to his team this year. Good for him. Are you waiting for a Rolex, TJ? I am. I'm, in, I'm saying, like, you and I have been family. I, I yeah, I've called me family I got, for years. I got the feeling I was going to get hit by that. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. Let's see how 2018 <laughs> goes, okay? Sounds good, Bob. Just don't fire me. We'll call it even. No, 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 no. No worries. If I fire you, I'll still give you a Rolex. So oh, don't worry about perfect. it. Well, then I fi- was kidding. Fi- fire I, me sooner than later, please. Yeah, I was kidding about that. I actually I brought back a Rolex from Shanghai. I'll give it to you when I see you. Cost oh, me thirty nine ninety five. Great. Thirty nine ninety five. Right. Th- yeah. Thirty nine dollars and ninety five. Thirty nine dollars and ninety five cents. You know, I don't want to mention any names, but I saw guys coming back from the from the. Uh, uh, whatever they call that, the place we go buy everything. I forget the name. Uh, Duty free? No, no, no. Oh, the uh, I know what you're talking about. Never yeah, mind. the black yeah, market yeah. area. You yeah, know, you get all yeah, 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 yeah. People were coming back with the with the Louis Vuitton bags, right. Vuitton bags, the, the Rolexes. Right, and One L- guy... Louis Vuitton is spelled L E W I E, Louis. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. But it's amazing. Some really good stuff might fall apart in six months, but some really good stuff. But they, right. they could the turn down the purchases. When, when yeah, you so, hand it to somebody, they're like, oh, this is for me. Great. And then it let just me, crumbles. OK. Anybody, I, I highly recommend nobody wear a fake Rolex. If you can't afford a Rolex, just wear a watch you can afford. Right. Because it is kind of embarrassing. I mean, when I your think, wrist turns green when your wrist turns green. And, you know, you know how you tell a Rolex? Um is real or not? One of the key, one of the key ways. Look at the car that person's driving. <laughs> no, look at the second hand as it goes around. If it's moved smoothly around the Rolex, that it's a fake. If it does the kick, kick, you know the the, the tick tick. Thing, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, no. Excuse me. If it moves around, I had it, I had it wrong. I think it's the other way around. Pardon me. So either actually even cut this out of the show because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, leave it in I'm, the I'm, show I'm leaving said, it in. I'm leaving. Leave it, it in. in. I'm leaving it. Here's the problem. What you just said gives hope to people that buy fake Rolexes. Well, what I just said is actually because I, I thought it was a click click, and then I looked down at mine, and mine's going smoothly around the, the thing, so I had it backwards. Hey, let me hold on to that for you. Yeah, hold on to it. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. 2017. Screw I this thought year. was. Uh, you know, it's the it's over. It's the end. We started new. Was this a bad year for you? You're really asking me that question? Well, uh, you have a chance to answer it to the listeners. I know the answer, but you don't have to go there. <laughs> Worst year of my life, Buff. Worst year of my life. All right. Well, that just means that 2018 is going to be glorious and great, prosperous and healthy and making money and, you know, everybody being uh, happy. So we'll leave it at that. Your son healthy, everything going on. How's this broken arm? How's it uh, going? Two more weeks in the cast, which is a big bummer, but uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And how long was he in the cast? Uh, he's been in it for two months now. Oh, wow. Well, any rehab after that when he gets it off? Uh, no news yet. There might be a little bit. I think there's going to be some atrophy uh, in, in his muscles. So, yeah. Oh, some? No. Well, Henry broke his arm. He had a cast on for only four weeks. And when he got it off, there definitely was a little atrophy. I took him over to my rehab center for them to work with him. It is good that he gets work with the kids are growing. And uh, one of his friends, um, she broke her arm, right? She's 13. So she showed me that she can't fully turn her hand around. Because she didn't do any rehab. The doctor didn't tell her to do any rehab. They just took the cast off. And now she's lost 33% of her mobility because she did no rehab. Yeah, it's not good. So, there, there was some paralysis in his fingers, but he's gotten past that. So, you know, knock on wood. 
Knock on wood, let's talk about happy things, good things. I'm very excited about the new year. I'm very excited about this weekend. Those of you that are in Las Vegas, it is UFC 219. Holly Holm versus Cyborg. Many other great fights on the card. Ten fights total. I'll see you from the Octagon Sunday night if you're in Vegas. I am going to be doing the New Year's Eve countdown over at Hakkasan. Uh, Steve Aoki is appearing. Um, Come join us. And then I'll be back for the very first day of the year back home and hopefully healthy and happy and have a great year. I wish that for everybody out there, all of our listeners uh, listening to It's Time Radio. Please, I only wish you sincerely the best life has to offer, the most prosperous uh, times that the life has to offer you, and for you to be the healthiest and happiest ever. Go for it in 2018. That's the name of the game. End the year strong to start the year strong. I'm ending the year strong. I'm going to start the year strong, and we'll have this time radio all year next year. TJ, truly a pleasure to go through another year with you as my co-host working on the show. We had a lot of great shows this year. I expect a lot of great shows next year. Everybody make sure you tune into gasdigitalnetwork.com to watch our shows on video, listen to on audio. Of course, iTunes and SoundCloud still available there. Again, I'll see you Saturday. TJ, anything to sign off with? Uh, you and I are headed into our 10th year together, Mr. Buffer. I'm very excited wow. for it. And, uh, you know, uh, onward and upward, my friend. Thank you for everything over the past decade and uh, to many more years to come. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend, my business associate, and I look forward to it myself. All right, everybody. It's Happy New Year time. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas with your family and loved ones. I sure did. I'm going to be in the Octagon on Saturday. I'll see you from there, and then I'll see you back on It's Time Radio next week for our first show of 2018. So treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them better in 2018 than you treated them in 2017 because it would all come back to you, my friends. Karma is a wonderful thing. So with that being said, pick the path you want to walk down. Learn about it. Choose it. Be the best you can be. It's always time to win. That's what we talk about in It's Time Radio, and that's what we'll continue to talk about all through 2018. Best wishes to everybody. Love you all. Buffer out. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.